Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the Troll today. We talk about marijuana, but not the kind that you can smoke and get high from. This lowers inflammation and makes your penis work better. That is a benefit that I did not know about, but now I'm super interested because my penis is the most important part of my body and the most important part of every man's body. Wow. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? No, I suppose you're not. Yeah. But uh, welcome. Welcome, Dr. Drew. Thank you. It's another episode of the Swole Patrol podcast. And if you want to be a member of the Swole Patrol, all you got to do, download, subscribe, listen, participate, tweet us at the Swole Patrol on that there Twitter. Today's guest is a man who knows all about the very confusing and nebulous world of cannabidiol, better known as CBD, and it seems like CBD has taken over the health and fitness world. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's into it. But there is still, even for a guy like me who is a believer and who is bought into it, there's still a lot of disinformation and a lot of stuff that nobody knows about. So I'm very glad that we have an expert in the world of CBD. His name is Evan DeMarco. Evan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. OmaxHealth.com is uh, the website I can lead everybody to. Uh, do you give us a little background on you, Evan, before we get too far down the uh, the CBD rabbit hole. Yeah, I'll give you the 35,000-foot view, but uh, I came over to CBD from the fish oil side of it. And, and really, when we look at the extraction process and, and what it takes to make legally compliant CBD, the business model was a lot uh, – it was the exact same as fish oil – so working on the pharmaceutical fish oil side for Lavaza and the SEPA, um, I really got interested in CBD. I was like, well, this, this is a lot of potential here. And a lot of the, uh, you know, the, basically the metabolic processes and a lot of the things were the same with Omega. So it seemed like a real seamless transition. Uh, but there's just so much more benefit. There's so much more potential with CBD. So I, you know, it's something that I've been playing with for the last couple of years on a research and development side and just couldn't be happier about the potential for this, uh, for this dietary supplement drug however we want to classify it right now and, and what it can really do for people do we know the mechanism yet do we really know what it's doing absolutely not yeah that's what i thought i mean I, you know i, I just uh, before we got started going here i put some cbd what do you call this bomb a bomb a bomb yeah. on and mike essentially started punching me with his tim tam right yes <laughs> yeah, it's self-massaging machine and uh which stirred up my pain in my shoulder quite nicely but right now i'm having 
substantial relief in my shoulder pain. I'm telling you from this. So so and and I know cannabis generally to be a neuromodulator. Uh, is there some thought that in addition to its anti-inflammatory effect that this is part of that neuromodulatory effect on the at least on the pain system? Yeah, and I think that's really when we kind of look at the, you know the, the whole pain piece of it. It's you know, and really what we're seeing is, is uh, cannabis being used as an alternative for opioids. Uh, you know, the, the neuromodulator, the neural inflammation, really calming uh, you know uh, the nerves. So uh, it, it's interesting, right? I, I I know people who are taking the topical uh, or using the topical, and they're like, I got nothing. I know people who literally they say they can't get through the day without it. So I, I think part of the uh, you know part of the research and part of the experimentation that is CBD right now is to kind of create the baseline of a good product so we understand, you know, what the delivery system is, what the dosages is, and then really kind of, you know, see what happens in the next couple of years as we, you know, move into something a little bit more standardized than the medical marijuana field, which is where this kind of gets lumped into. Yeah, this is very different. And, and it's interesting to me because cannabis, the, 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 the medical marijuana side, the effects on the given individual are so First of all, they're protein on the given individual, and the intra-individual variation is so fantastic. It's hard to generalize. Like you just said, on the CBD, I'm having a real benefit, but you know people that have had no effect. So that, that's sort of consistent with this molecule generally. It's very interesting. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's exciting, right? And it's we look at the full-spectrum phytocannabinoids and not just CBD, but uh, – you know, the 113 uh, of the full spectrum and, and what we can do. And I kind of look at it a lot like the Omega business, right? As, you know, 30, 40 years ago, it was fish oil. And now we've gotten to the point where we've extracted the, the EPA, the DHA, the DPA. You know, we're looking at pro-resolving mediators. Um, so so I, I think a lot of the research coming out of it is going to be the same as how do we how do we take these 113 unique phytocannabinoids pull them apart and put them back together for indication specific response. And and you're and thank God they're they're finally doing the beginning to do the research. My God, the, the the idea that we treat molecules as bad or evil is so freaking bizarre to me. But uh, the your in your product you you actually have a, a product where it's combined with omega three. Which which particular uh, any particular omega three you're putting in there? Yeah. So so one of the things that I really wanted to focus on is kind of addressing inflammation or inflammation resolution. And as we know. You know, it's kind of the root cause of disease. But one of the interesting things about omegas, and we can do a real kind of cursory, uh, uh, cursory look at that, is you know, if you go to your Costco or your, you know, whatever Sam's Club, and you buy your twelve-year supply of omegas for four dollars, you know, you're getting the really cheap stuff, which is pretty much what we call eighteen twelve crude oil. So thirty percent total omegas, where the remaining seventy percent is your pro-inflammatory omega six, your saturated fat, your cholesterol, all the bad fats, right? Mm-hmm, right. So, you know, the problem is, is that in, I, I think in, in, you know, our society, especially in the modern Western diet, we've got this 20, 25 to 1 omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. So when I created this particular product, I wanted to address that so that we're using the CBD as well as the omegas to really help with inflammation. So I did a 4 to 1 EPA to DHA ratio at a 93% concentration of total omegas. EPA to DHA, 4 to 1. Yep. Okay, interesting. It's also the exact ratio that was recommended to me by my psychiatrist. I, I don't, I, you know, as a layperson, I don't know the I correlation. I always thought they pushed the DHA. I, I, and I did too. And I'm sure there's myriad benefits to DHA as well. But he told me 
when it comes to mood regulation and dealing with depression that the the, the bump up of the EPA is particularly beneficial. I, I wonder how it, it correlates with uh, what you're talking about, Evan. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what he's going for. Yeah, and, you know, that's the funny thing, right, is, is, is Omega is being one of the most uh, studied uh, nutraceutical products in the market. You know, there, there's kind of, it's become a panacea of sorts, right? There's there's a clinical study to support almost anything, you know, it's, uh, you know everything from cardiovascular to eye health to brain health to, you know, if, if you want your junk to grow bigger. It can yeah. grow yeah. Yeah. I need help there. Yeah, I need Mike's real been help for years. He's, he's yeah. trying to get that balance just right. Drew needs to shave off a couple inches, but... Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I just had my penal reduction surgery last week, so I'm oh, on the slow right now. Well done. What? What? Where does the uh, where does the extra meat go? Because I can you donate it like hair to cancer children? Because wow. that's what I need. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They just took it, and I'm sure it's now being used for stem cell uh, therapy. Great, uh, great. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, what? So you're saying the 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 omega ratio the four to one of epa to dha i gotta go check my i'm gonna run up and check my my uh fish my omega-3s is it is that now is that particularly effective with just the inflammation side yeah so there was a there was a yale study that was done on that particular ratio um and, and again it's there's a study for everything on this one, but when I really look at it, I think that you know that that EPA DHA ratio really is a, is a nice piece, and, and it's interesting, right? Because we start breastfeeding, and breast milk is predominantly DHA, so we really look at DHA as this eye and brain health product, and then all of a sudden we kind of have this vacuum of time where we're not taking anything, and then it jumps to EPA. Um, so, so to me, it's like we need to have a balance, right? And especially as we look at a lot of the blue lights. Uh, issues people are having, a lot of the vision issues as a result of the screen time, I think having some DHA in there to support eye and brain health is essential. Uh, but when we really look at inflammation resolution, you know, kind of getting our body back to homeostasis, uh, you know, the body of literature really seems to support EPA as the driving force behind that. And then CBD, you, you mentioned that uh, in some of your uh, commentary that it, it's, it's psychoactive. And that obviously makes me nervous right away. Uh, you're not really look. Are you looking for psychoactive properties? You're looking for anti-inflammatory. No, no. And the THC really is the psychoactive piece, where the CBD is not. Great. That's good news for me. I'm I'm in recovery, and the last thing I want is something that could potentially alter your, you know, yeah. yeah, alter my my inebriate me in any way, even in the slightest. So we're we're sort of confused by the whole landscape of CBD. You know, yeah. I almost don't even know where to start. Uh, it, you know, let's just start with topical versus oral. How about that? Well, let's let's take it back one step further and kind of look at sourcing and where this stuff comes from. So the, the CBD that I'm using uh, is industrial hemp that comes from Belgium. Um, and, and right now, when we look at the legal landscape. Uh, right now, for me to sell a product across state lines, it has to be a foreign source CBD from industrial hemp. The stocks and stems with THC below 23 um, percent. So, so that's where we're getting this, and, and, and really, what that gives us is this whole spectrum of phytocannabinoids, this whole uh, you know unique molecule base where we've got a bunch of different things. But CBD, by and large, represents about 92, 94 percent of that total spectrum. So you're getting mostly CBD. Now, when you take it orally, we seem to have a pretty profound impact on the endocannabinoid system. Uh, and, and really what that does, as you kind of know, is, is has a whole host of things, you know, as a peripheral nervous system component, you know, sleep, mood, appetite, um, 
pain, uh, inflammation resolution, you know, really helping to get your body back to homeostasis. But, but I mean, the, 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 the distance between each one of those things you mentioned is a, you know, biological gulfs of essentially infinity. The difference between inflammatory mechanisms, neuromodulation, mood issues, anxiety. These are entirely different systems. How does, how does yeah. it do that? We don't know, as you said. I guess we just don't know. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? And, and, and we're just we're just scraping the surface of, yeah, again, maybe it's like, okay, well, if you're really stressed out, what are one of the things that people do when they're really stressed out? They start to eat. So, so the anecdotal piece is, oh, well, it helps people with, with stress. And subsequently, now we've got an appetite suppressant. Is that the mode of action or is there something... Is there something bigger going on there? And I think that's really the challenge over the next couple of years with a lot of the research is how do we pinpoint what this stuff actually does? Um, the legal part of that is, is that we really haven't had a lot of research because CBD has been scheduled as a, as a drug by the DEA. And now we've got the farm bill that was proposed by Mitch McConnell, which seeks to kind of declassify that, make it legal across all 50 states, and it opens up a degree of research that we haven't seen in this particular product. So That's, we're really that is good news. That is good news. Yeah. In the coming weeks and yeah. years. Is there any, any studies you're looking at that you are excited about? Well, we're working on one right now. Um, you know, really when it just comes to, to stress, and, and it's, you know, I kind of look at the pace of life, right, um, you know, the, that we live. It's, it's just not sustainable. Uh, it's funny. I was in Spain last uh, last week, uh, running with the bulls on on vacation, and I'm sitting there in like this corral of people. Uh, you know, everyone's been partying and drinking, and it's like I'm waiting for six two thousand pound rampaging animals to come charging at me. And in the middle of all of this, I'm stopping to check my email. And huh. What That's the terrible. hell am I doing? Really? This is what we've done to ourselves in America. We've amped ourselves up so that we're constantly wired and tired. And there's no reprieve from that. Well, so if I, really... I can interrupt, I must say, yes, you you know, you we've amped ourselves up and we've overstressed ourselves. But you're in a country uh, when you're in Spain that has like a fifty percent unemployment rate. So what you were doing was acting like an American and preventing yourself from not being a lazy, jobless pile of shit, as opposed to these guys who are just running around partying and living this stress-free lifestyle. So, I mean, there is... Which, by the way, we're mostly Americans running around that ring anyway. <laughs> the consequence and benefit to both. Yeah. I, I'm sure, yes, I, I couldn't be in more agreement that the modern American lifestyle probably isn't ideal and it's not optimal, but there is benefit to it, and there is a reason why we do... Yeah, there's actually a whole body of literature that just came out recently that that uh, it's all personality literature that shows that uh, you know we used to call it Type A personality and yeah. hard driven stuff like that. Turns out uh, that does not have adverse health impact. What has the adverse health impact amongst people with those features is hostility. If you are a hostile person and also hard driving, then can you, you separate then you, the two? Yeah, okay. yeah, and so that's where a lot of maybe with CBD. Who knows? Maybe that's a, that's where the research is going now. Uh, pain, pain is where I'm most interested because uh, obviously the, the opiate situation is just ridiculous. Um, and does and I don't know whether it's going to end up being cannabis itself or CBD or some balance between the two or right. neither. But uh, again, it's that's sort of where I see the oral. CBD thing. Well, all the topical. I'm, I'm better now with what you put on my shoulder. You know? I'm telling you, brother. Yeah. Um, the anti-inflammatory biology, I just can't get my head around. I, I don't understand what we're talking about with that. I, I don't know what the CBD is doing that way. Does anybody even have a theory? 
Yeah, there's a bunch of theories on it, but it, again, it, it just becomes almost so anecdotal that it's, you know, it, it's, we kind of throw this whole endocannabinoid system out there and we say that, well, it, it impacts that and it, it, you know, it supports the endocannabinoid system, which by virtue, uh, you know, has some inflammation resolution properties. And I, and I think it, it all becomes scientifically giant leaps of faith, yeah, as, yeah, as you yeah. said earlier. I mean, it's the idea, you know, although it's a great euphemism supporting the cannabinoid, you know, tetra, the uh, endocannabinoid system, uh, opiates support the endorphin system. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, it, that's, <laughs> that's what they do. And, you know, antidepressants support the serotonergic system. So it's just, you know, language. But one day, I'm, I, you know, there's no doubt in my mind this will have great therapeutic value. There's just no doubt in my mind. It's just a question of where and how much and what circumstances. Uh, and what kinds of stuff are you seeing, Evan? Well, you know, when it comes to stress, I think that's the big one. Um, so the funny thing is I was literally just, uh, I was hauling ass to get here from a, uh, from a focus group on this stress remedy product where we've had a bunch of participants involved. Uh, well, and one of the things that to, we're really looking to, at is, you have to define for me what stress, know, how do you, what do you mean by the word stress? I don't know what that means. That's not a, that's not a, it's not a clinical term, yeah. right? It's, it's, yeah. it's something that, you know, it's everyone's stressed out. So, yeah. you know, the, the product itself was called stress remedy. And I did that. You know, for a couple of different reasons. One, you know, anxiety becomes a medical claim, and then you start throwing that on a dietary supplement. Oh, I see. You know, you, you end up with a uh, issue with the FDA. But stress, uh, you know, it. I look at it in all sorts of areas, right? It's you know, traffic. It, you know, there's a, you know, that's that's a perfect one. If you live in LA, ninety percent of your conversations first thing in the morning are about getting stuck in traffic. Sure. Uh, you know, it, it's there's all sorts of good stress, bad stress, but it's just this. I think this idea that people are running at this pace of life and they can't seem to slow down. They can't seem to, you know, shut off their brain. Sleep becomes a major issue, right? We, how many people are suffering from sleep disorder? Um, so, so the whole concept behind this was to look at the theanine, the L-theanine, the omegas, and the CBD as this multi-mode of action to really help quiet the white noise, allow people to be a little bit more focused throughout the day, not carry stress with them into the bedroom at night, hopefully improve some sleep quality and, and have a compounding effect of, of that being a catalyst to a healthier lifestyle. So, so hold on. You're now, talking, again, where, where does the threonine come in? Is that in the, this particular supplement or is it in some of your other ones? Yeah. So, so the stress remedy is it's, uh, it's the combination of the CBD, omegas, and, and L-theanine. Okay. Mike, and you, you and I have talked about that in the past. Three yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've loved L-theanine. I mean, yeah. because we uh, even drew, yeah. I got you into I, the idea of mixing caffeine and L-theanine to kind of give you a balanced buzz because a balanced buzz yeah sometimes you know <laughs> spoke like a true <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> i'm always looking for the balanced buzz but yeah i mean I, that's a, a hashtag for the show yeah and that that's a that's a, a, a product with a lot of track record behind it yeah and people have been using that for a while and, that, and i i uh was involved with a drink for a while where i was trying it uh, and it was it definitely worked there's no doubt about it it was doing something i, I had tar- i had trouble putting my finger on exactly what it was doing but it, it definitely in the sort of stress response zone i would say like i was not responding as as uh, aggressively to things so yeah I, and i think you know kind of the, the catch with the buzz all for uh, for theme is is the calming without sedating right yeah. so you're maybe just dialing things back a little bit yeah, yeah. you know enough so that you know you're just instead of a 10 you're you know you're amped up to only a seven is there anybody that should not be using these uh products we have, we have yeah, questions. I mean, obviously, to start with the, the usual suspects is, you know, anyone who's pregnant, hoping to get pregnant. We just don't know what, uh, you know, what effects that's going to have with them. I'd like to say children, but the FDA two weeks ago approved Epidiolex, so you've got mm-hmm. 200 milligrams of CBD uh, to be used with uh, seizure disorder yeah, for yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, that's a uh, tough one, right? I mean, as a parent, would on. I give this to my daughter? Probably not. Well, I mean, kids, uh, a, uh, yeah, kids and pregnant women generally, I, I, you know, think long and hard before you put bi- biological agents into them. I'm putting more of the CBD o- uh, ointment on me. Oh, good. It's not burning you anymore. It, the menthol part is a bit, but but I got such a good response. So let's take a break right. and then come back and answer some questions on Facebook. Okay, great. Okay. So we'll be right back. All right. It's summer and dehydration is a very common problem. Even if you don't even realize it, whether you're exercising or lying on the beach, you can get dehydrated very, very easily. And the proper way to stay hydrated is with adequate balance of sodium, glucose, and water. Hydrolyte does this better than any sports drink and certainly better than water alone. Understand, water is just water. It doesn't have these solute products in it. Hydrolyte, in fact, is the best oral rehydration I've ever seen. comes in great flavors like orange, berry, and lemonade, available in a pre-mixed drink, a powder. I like the effervescent tablets. I wanted to invent that myself before Hydrolyte came around. They got there first. Compared to sports drinks, Hydrolyte delivers up to four times the electrolytes with 75% less sugar. Hydrolyte solutions are appropriate for all ages, and each bottle or package includes easy-to-follow dosing instructions. You can get Hydrolyte at Rite Aid or at Hydrolyte.com, H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E, Hydrolyte.com slash D-R-D-R-E-W. And for a limited time, our listeners will save 30% of Hydrolyte. It's a great deal. Just click the banner on our website, use the code D-R-D-R-E-W-18 at checkout. That is Hydrolyte.com slash Dr. Drew, and use the code Dr. Drew18 at checkout. Hydrolyte. Welcome back to the Swole Patrol podcast. Our guest, Evan DeMarco. We're talking uh, CBD, particularly the mixture of CBD and omega-3s, as that is what uh, Evan's been researching. Dude, I'm using all your, your CBD menthol Feel here. free. Feel free. This is, I'm sorry about this, it's but okay. I am, uh, it's had an effect. Um, I'm digging it. And before we get to... Away. Where are you putting it? On my shoulder. <laughs> Dr. Drew got a rotator cuff Dr. Issue. Drew had been beating off furiously and actually <laughs> threw out his shoulder. <laughs> So I've had I've had shoulders for a long time, and and Mike came in and beat me up with this massaging instrument, which we'll demonstrate maybe a little later. Yeah, yeah at least yeah. on Facebook. And then he goes, "Put this on," and I was like, "Oh crap, okay." After the after the the massaging thing, I felt bad, but it, while you were doing it, I felt good. And then the menthol felt like my skin was burning, and then everything got better. Nice. Yeah. So, See. Yeah. You just got to have a little faith. It's a miracle. Um, before we get to questions from Facebook, uh, I wanted to get back, circle back to the omega threes. Um, what do you think is the main response? Uh, what do you think is mainly responsible for throwing Amer- most Americans out of whack with their omega six to omega three balance? I-, I hear a lot of talk about vegetable oil. Um, what are the the big kind of um, Contributing factors. You, to you us mean having, why, why do we have to supplement, or why is it? Why is it that we're almost all of us have this terrible ratio of omega six to omega three? Oh, vegetable oil for sure. Go ahead. Well, uh, you know McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. Well, McDonald's uh, used to be, in a word, it's our diet. But McDonald's used to be tallow, and that that was not as adverse. Yeah, that became bad. Yeah. Um, no, but but if you could break it down, obviously, yeah, it's a diet. But is it? What is it? Is it? Is it corn syrup? Is it? Uh, is it vegetable oils? Is it uh, all of the above? Yeah. You know, I think let, let's let's rewind 200 years and you look at the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. And I think around the time, you know, I saw a really cool infographic on this, but it was roughly 4 to 1. Um, you know, then you fast forward to now and we're at the staggering 20, 25 to 1. Um, and, you know, as we move further inland, as we move more to an agricultural cattle, you know, based, uh, you know, diet, you can just start to see the, the systemic impact of that omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. So even 50 years ago when we didn't have all the fast foods, we didn't have all the processed foods, we were still going down that road. So I think the further we move away from 
what we would consider that traditional Mediterranean diet, where it's more of you know the fish, the fresh vegetables, all the things that you know by and large we consider to be healthy. Um, you know, that that's the catalyst. And I always use this story. It's kind of a it's an anecdotal one. But my best friend of you know twenty years gets engaged since college, puts on a little uh, weight, and decides he wants to try to get in shape for the wedding. So I tell him I'll pick him up in the morning. We'll go to the gym. I'll get him on a program. I walk into the house and he's sitting on the floor. Uh, with ESPN on the TV next to his coffee table with a plate of bacon and cheese. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? We're going to the gym. And he looks up to me. He's like, well, it's on the Atkins diet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So, but, you know, all joking aside, this is kind of systemic of this, you know, this, this bad dieting that we seem to latch on to. Right. It's like, oh, well, let's just eat all fat. And that's supposedly going to be good. And although there's potential for those keto-based diets to help with this, you know, when you're eating red meat three or four times a week, uh, you know, we've got dairy, we've got all these other things. I, I think really, you know, then you throw the refined sugars and, and all of that on there. It's just a powder keg for uh, for the issues that we're seeing. Do you want to take a Facebook question? The first one was actually a woman asking about helping her with her fibromyalgia. Oh, it would be perfect. Well, I'll, we don't have the data for this yet, but I bet one day there will be – this would be fine. I what would is think. fibromyalgia? Fibromyalgia. Okay. Fibromyalgia is a syndrome, right? Meaning it's not technically a diagnosis; it's a syndrome. So people go, "Oh, it's not real." No, it is real, and it's it is disabling pain in the just generalized in joints and muscles, pain and even muscle tenderness. And uh, I humbly believe myself that it's primarily a sleep disturbance. Uh, every fibromyalgia patient has sleep problems. They will tell you it's because of the pain. But if you really look back, they almost always had a sleep disturbance to begin with. And if you've ever gone a few days without sleep, you did back when you were working at Carex so hard. Yeah. Would you get and like, when I was snorting lots of meth? Would you get really achy? Or Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I noticed when I was on call a lot, and I would you know not sleep for days at a time. My I would just get this incredible achy in my. It feels joint. like I have the flu. Oh my god! And I thought, oh, this must be what my patients have. And then I started looking at it and talking to them, and lo and behold, they all had the sleep disturbance and whatnot. Now, correcting the sleep disturbance, it's a difficult thing because there's often a lot going on. This is often going on for a long period of time, uh, but it can be quite disabling. And I do look forward to cannabis products being useful for that. We still don't know what, how much. What do you think, Evan? I couldn't agree more. You know, and you talk about sleep, obviously, and that could be a catalyst for so many different things. Uh, but fibromyalgia, my mom has it. And it was interesting, right? I mean, you know, she talked for years about it. This was before it really hit the, hit the limelight. And I used to look at her and I'm like, well, you're crazy, right? You know, you just like that general achy, the, the malaise, like she had the flu. I'm like, well, and it, and there's it's, nothing and wrong it's, with it. Well, it's an associated, it's also associated with a mood disturbance. So people go, oh, you're just depressed. And to one degree or another, that's why it's a syndrome and not a diagnosis. Depression does figure into it to one degree or another. It makes it worse. It causes it, maybe cause the sleep disturbance. It's sort of an overlap of lots of different complex processes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, at the end, it was, you know, uh, she started taking CBD. And again, it's anecdotal, end of one. But, you know, she, she definitely, she's sleeping better. A lot of that pain has gone away. So it's, you know, I think when we look at the, you know, the overactive nerves associated with fibromyalgia, neural inflammation, we definitely know CBD has a positive impact on that. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's no clinical research on it just yet, but I think we're definitely going to be seeing some CBD products for, for I, fibromyalgia. I've, I've, I've heard anecdotes of people using mar- medical marijuana for it. But then again, you know, Short term, who knows long term, yeah. but uh, I feel much more comfortable with CBD than with medical marijuana. My question uh, is how, with the market just exploding with CBD products, 
Evan, how do you know what to take and what not to take? What What are some kind of keys to look for? Well, that, that is the $64 million, or as uh, Forbes put it, the $3 billion question. The CBD looks to be a $3 billion market next year. Um, you know, people go where the cash is at. So right now you have a lot of cowboys popping up. You have a lot of products that are hitting the market where there's no real testing. There's nothing to validate that that's true CBD. There's, I mean, there's literally no system of checks and balances. And that's true of the dietary supplement industry at large anyway. Uh, but CBD has become the new frontier. It's like the mortgage business. Uh, yeah. You know, where you just get anyone in and try to make a quick buck. One, one, so thing, one, thing watch out for, one thing to watch out for is proprietary blends. Yeah, of, of PBD. I think that's with any nutritional <laughs> yeah. supplement. Yeah. What does that mean? It means nothing. <laughs> that's the point. It means <laughs> that they don't have to. You don't have any. There's no uh, responsibility to list the amounts of what products are within said proprietary blend. You put you anything just in there. Put anything in yeah. there, and even if it's point oh oh one percent of the proprietary blend, you can put that ingredient in. Oh, wow. And so a lot of people do that. I mean, you see that a lot with like bodybuilding supplements you know they'll say proprietary blend uh l-taurine and creatine little do they know little do you know as the consumer that it's 98 percent rice starch yeah. and a, a half a teaspoon of the stuff you yeah, really want that's sort of don't typically. they have to put the biggest no. ingredient at the top that's in an ingredients list and by the way proprietary blend by volume could be a huge ingredient right because it's all the rice the rice starch in there right. hmm. so you hit on my biggest pet peeve in the, in the dietary supplement industry is proprietary blends and, <laughs> you know for the mo- for the most part, all that stuff is packaged at the same spot. It's you know it's just private label. It's you know fifty shades of the same thing, and so people are trying to protect IP with proprietary blends. But you know, it, it's as a consumer, do you really know what you're getting? No, never. Yeah, the biggest issue is is if you've got a medical problem, how do you look to a, a product that you could be taking as a catalyst for that? Well, hell, I don't know what's in this. It's a proprietary blend, yeah. so. Yeah, and that is the biggest injustice that we're allowing right now for consumers is, is the labeling of proprietary blends it's on funny. a product. All the time we're doing this podcast, we have not really discussed that. I know. Which is weird because yeah. we, I know both of you and I have discussed well, it and, privately but, many but times. But you and I are both, I don't want to say anti-supplement, but we're not big on it. So yeah. it doesn't seem to be a topic of conversation. But it, but I think times. it's important for listeners to know that that, that they look for that catch word. It, yeah. it, it, be careful if somebody's giving you a proprietary blend. We immediately back away. Laura, what else do you have, Susan? Do you think CBD would suppress the pain in my already twice operated on low back pain and yeah. get me off those ineffective opioids? Well, I, I, first of all, get off the opioids. I mean, bottom line, get off the opioids <coughs> and see what you got. Because six weeks later, you may not have pain uh, or maybe nominal. Uh, certainly, this this couldn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think most people, we don't know. We don't know. Most people are looking towards more of the medical marijuana for, for pain, aren't they, than CBD? Or am I wrong there, Evan? No. And in fact, I was at a medical conference about six months ago, and, and we're really looking at CBD as an alternative uh, to opioids or even a complement to them so we can start to decrease dosages uh, and, and supplement. Uh, there we go with that word again, yeah. uh, with CBD to kind of achieve the same uh, benefit with the long-term goal of pulling people off opioids. So you know, when we look at the opioid crisis in America, I think CBD has taken a position as an alternative to that and, and a possible, you know, maybe even fixed to, you know, the daily prescription and daily use of opioids. Just the fact, I, I, I know by the language you just used, the way that organization was presenting getting people off opiates, I never had trouble getting people off opioids ever. They, we had them off in five days. 
their pain was 15 out of 10 when they came in, 4 to 5 out of 10 when prompted after a week or two. So the idea that, oh, eventually we've got to get them off the opiates, that's a bizarre thought to me. Get them off, get them off now. It's no big deal. Anybody can tolerate it. We never, we never worried about it. Well, and, and I, I'll chime in as the drug addict here, as not, you know, not from the, the scientific side of it. Um, getting off drugs is really not that big of a deal. And I'll, it, it's I, hard. It, it's no, hard. no, 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 no. It's hard. Yeah. Staying off That's them the big deal. is incredibly hard. Yeah, it's yeah. the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with. But going in, getting medical treatment, and getting those drugs out of your body, not a trust me, it may, it may come to uh, the average person uh, that is just dabbling in opioids or gets a prescription and now they don't know what to do. It may seem like something that's very daunting. Getting them out of your body, not hard, not a big deal. Now, I will be the first to admit, staying off drugs Incredibly very, hard. Very <laughs> Incredibly hard. And especially when you have pain, too. Yeah. So that's the point at which things like CBD could really be helpful. So, Here's a good one. Okay. I'm a strong advocate of CBD oil. Mm-hmm. For me, personally, it reduces my anxiety and gives me a great night's sleep. That's interesting. I also give it to my dog for anxiety. Oh, there's a big veterinarian. I've been yeah. seeing that yeah. a lot, man. We they, did it, too. For they I, push I, it. I was thinking about giving it to Rex. <laughs> they I push was. it at my doggy hotel, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm totally into this. I was like, how much is it for that product? And they told me, I was like, never mind. I'm totally not into this anymore. <laughs> 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 well, let's just figure out a dose for our Oh, dogs. we're ready. This dog is uh, so – he's so adorable, but he's so anxious. Okay, um – when I first took CBD, it gave a buzz as an addict, alcoholic. Uh-oh. It made my made me want to keep taking it so to get that buzz, so I stopped taking it good. as per doctor's orders. Okay, good. So there we go. This is the stuff that worries us. Yeah, what's with that? Because I will say this. I don't want to start naming companies if, for, for good and bad reasons, but I've, I've fooled around with a couple different companies and their CBD, and one in particular – I don't want to say it gave me a buzz, but I definitely I started to I was like I think I'm being goofy right now. Well, but but mind you, we don't you don't know how much CBD is in the product, right? But the, it, okay, here's my it question could be for THC. Evan. Even if it's a cr- tremendous amount of CBD, yeah, is there is there a level of amount of CBD that you can take where it becomes so, uh, somehow inebriating? Interesting. No. Okay. Good. Okay. So it must be. The and, THC. and this is where it comes back to the manufacturing yeah. is that yeah. people. Say they're just launching CBD products or they're introducing CBD products, but without a testing protocol in place to actually validate what's in there, you have no idea. So when it comes to actually looking at a product, people, you know, if you want to get into CBD, you need to be with a reputable company who can provide you with the adequate test results to show what's in there. And that's, you know, I can't say CBD water. Someone sent me a sample of CBD water. I'm like, all right, this is fine. I took it. I was stoned to bejesus. Really? Like, this is not CBD. This is straight THC. I took it and I was like two o'clock in the morning at Seven Eleven looking for nachos. <laughs> how do they? How does that? That sounds. I'm telling you, Drew. It's the same way that you. I used to buy GHB yeah, at, yeah. at like supplement stores. Yeah, it's just, it yeah. gets they sell in it there. at the at the. The Seven Eleven GHB or the CBD water. CBD of water. Yeah. No, but I'm saying it's the same mechanism that there. The THC gets in there. It's the same way that I used to buy. Go buy a legal supplement, and it was GHB. Like yeah. I knew, I as huh. soon as it, it got in my system, you'd mix it up. Here's a good one for you, Drew. So, will it help me get off Ambien so I can sleep? My doctor won't just 
take me off. Well, and I sleep, eat, and I'm scared, and I need something to help. Me yeah, sleep. so and help with your grammar. Yeah, right. So the, with the way uh, these controlled substances are being carefully monitored now, you will have difficulty remaining on the Ambien. So the the system is now finally in place that prevents this from going on indefinitely. That's a good thing for your health. So you do need to come off, but it needs to be done carefully with your doctor's supervision because you can have seizures. But you will have a sleep disturbance for up to six months. And something like CBD and melatonin, all this stuff, very good in this stage of the game once you're fully detoxed. Evan, um, is there any conditions or any certain type of people that CBD is not for? I I know we've already gone over that. Drug addicts. Yes. Or or is there some seizure disorder or is there any existing What we call contraindications. Any contraindications uh, yet. Yeah, that's a tough one, right? Because it always comes back to the data. You know, what's been studied? What are those contraindications? What are we seeing? Um, you know, I, I typically think, you know, Ambien, any type of sleep product, that's probably a definite no-fly zone until that stuff's out of your system, you know, or at least until you're working with your doctor to, to come off of those products. That's actually, that's actually a good, that's good advice because you don't know who, I mean, together, Amy's enough of an amnestic agent by itself. Together, mm-hmm. who knows? You, you walk, you drive intoxicated in the morning, don't know you're doing it, right? Who knows? Yeah, or you know, it, it just you know, as you said, it's like you know, not even in the morning. It's like you get up at two a.m. and yeah. it's like go take the car for a joy ride. So, yeah. like we've all heard those uh, stories on Ambien. Yeah. Um, so, so that's definitely one that I would kind of stay away from. Is anything that's sleep. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that we don't know is any of the uh, antidepressants, how it really impacts those. So, if you're on, you know, uh, antidepressants, whether that's like the Wellbutrins or the you know anything like that, uh, there's just not enough research there's not enough data to support that it should work well with that so i think you know any of of those are probably a good no-fly zone well and it's a great point i mean you could certainly bring it up to your prescribing physician and say i'd like to try this do you think it'd be useful but don't don't do it on your own don't don't really we shouldn't be taking anything you know on our own for a therapeutic effect like mood or you know just you should be doing working with whomever's treating you so um well that's one of my that's one of my pulpits and i'll jump on that real quick is is, you know the dietary supplement industry has gotten to the point where it is because we've got so many people promoting these products who have no basis whatsoever for doing it so it's your mailman your neighbor you know the internet uh you know we've got a lifetime of bad health and wellness decisions and we think that this supplement and this kale smoothie are going to offset all of that right uh, i think dietary supplements have their part but they have to be done in conjunction with you know a qualified medical advice and usually diagnostic tests that would say you're deficient in this this is what you should be taking that's a that's a really really good piece of advice and i'm, I'm glad you brought that up uh I, I, I oftentimes when you hear people talk about cbd Inflammation comes up, mood and sleep. Uh, it's always thrown in that same ballpark. You bring up something that I've never really heard talked about, and that is sexual performance. How, how especially with your mixture of omega threes and CBD, how have you found that to be beneficial in the bedroom? Oh, you know, I, I have no, I, I have no science behind this whatsoever, except my N of one. But uh, you know, I started taking this particular product, and again, we know the. You know, the cardiovascular benefits of omegas. Uh, maybe it's the combination of the three. I don't know, but I, I started taking it and all of a sudden I was suffering from a, a clinical, uh, clinical issue that I, I called myself or I, I patented myself called RBD or random boner disorder. Nice. <laughs> it was like, it was like I'm 13 watching Baywatch again. What the hell is going on here? Uh, and it's weird because I take a lot of dietary supplements, but then when I started taking this, it was just one of those. Like, well, okay, there's that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's definitely one of those 
I don't know where, you know, if it's the endocannabinoid support, I don't know if it's just the omegas and, and maybe I have some atherosclerosis. <laughs> I have no idea, but um, I'm not the first person that said that. I'm certainly, uh, you know, but I, I will say, yes, it, it had an effect. So it's just anecdotal. I love that. Anecdotal stuff. I love that. How about for women? Uh, no, I haven't had any response. Well, actually, that's not true. I had a woman this morning at this focus group who said that uh, her libido, especially first thing in the morning, has gone through the roof. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a better night's sleep. Uh, you know, uh, there's a whole slew of things that could come out of sleeping better, as as uh, Drew just said. So yeah. Uh, We'll send you some, and you guys can test it out. Very interesting. <laughs> Just what I need. Just what you need, Susan. <laughs> um, and and uh, omaxhealth.com is where we can lead people for more information about you and your products. Anywhere else that uh, you would like us to lead the listeners? No, I, that, that's a good spot. And, you know, there's a bunch of blog posts on it. There's a ton of content there. So, you know, um, as we talk about CBD, my, my big thing is, you know, it's not for everybody. You know, do the research yourself. Talk to your physician and find out if it makes sense for you. And, you know, again, a lot of physicians are going to be skeptical. A lot of people are going to say, no, that's not. But, you know, just go into it with an open mind and recognize that you know, your expectations have to be in line with what it is that you're taking. And, and this is an evolving field. There's more to be revealed. It's going to be something. Keep your eye on it. Uh, but what mostly what I learned from you today is make sure you're getting CBT, you know. And, and, and where is that posted on your website? So the uh, so you, you, again, there's Omax Health in there, and then you can actually, if you go omaxcbd.com, you're going to get a whole lot of data on there, and that's everything from the analysis that you're going to see all the test results, and that you can really corroborate, or corroborate, corroborate sorry, uh, you know that this is a valid product, that your THC levels are where they need to be. Um, so there, there's a you know omaxcbd.com is a great wealth of information. Will there be a, will there be a pure CBD one day? Just strictly CBD? You know there are isolates at this point. Um, I, I hate to sound a little granola on this one, but I really think that the inherent benefit is the full spectrum phytocannabinoid. It's it's when we start isolating things. Uh, again, we don't exactly know what they're going to do. So until the research comes around that says, yeah, maybe CBD and, and Epidiolex is a perfect example, right? I mean, that's straight yeah. CBD used for childhood seizures. Yeah. So what does that do specifically? We don't know. Um, for general health and wellness, the full spectrum is good. And then as we start to realize what these things can do, we can pull out the unique phyto, uh, phytocannabinoids and put them back together. Great. Thanks for walking us through this. Appreciate it. It's very confusing. Evan DeMarco, omaxhealth.com. That's O-M-A-X health.com. Also, omaxhealthcbd.com. Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, just omaxcbd. Omaxcbd.com. Can I read one more mention on Absolutely. Facebook? Yeah. It was. It's kind of a good one from Deborah. I'm a poster child for the success of CBD for coming off Lyrica, pain control, oh, yeah. sleep improved, yeah, depression, yeah. anxiety, etc. Hmm. I no longer is this maybe menopause too, you never know. I no longer take any prescriptions and I'm only on CBD and it actually assists in coming off all those awful other drugs hmm. and helping with withdrawal. Interesting. There was a time when I almost bed fast. Now I'm getting me back. Did you have you seen all the stuff on NAD what and withdrawal now too? <laughs> almost bed bed bedridden. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the, you know, but there's another whole interesting field of this NAD stuff now for withdrawal, which is changing the oxidative properties of the cells. Very, a lot of interesting stuff going on right now. Interesting yeah. times, yeah. man. Yeah. Evan DeMarco, thank you so much, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. It was awesome. You Our pleasure. Thank you. Well, you've heard me speak about the supplement Bergamot for about two years now, and most recently their sport formulation, which helps reduce inflammation, shortening workout, muscle recovery time. 
But I want to come back to the formula that originally got me excited about the brand. That is the Bergamot Mega Plus. Yep, the Mega Plus O uses key extract from the bergamot citrus fruit. It's a unique fruit, extremely rich in polyphenols. They've been shown to reduce the risk of heart disease, polyphenols. And Bergamot Mega Plus O works like a natural statin, right? For these medications you use to lower cholesterol. Well, this works in precisely the same way. In addition, though, it addresses another condition called metabolic syndrome, which is abdominal fat, high cholesterol, high triglycerides, high blood pressure, insulin resistant metabolic syndrome. It helps with that. It also helps with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Now, physicians can recommend different pharmaceuticals for these conditions, but Bergamet Mega Plus O offers the all-natural solution. Cardiologists and physicians worldwide do recommend Bergamet. Its effectiveness is the subject of many scientific publications. I've taken it myself. I have recommended and have patients on it right now. And for a limited time, Bergamet is offering our listeners 25% off any of the supplements by entering the code DRDRW at checkout. That is Dr. Drew, all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit bergamet.com. That is B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T, B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com. And remember that use that code, Dr. Drew, at checkout. It's not clear what you're doing. So, right. so what is this device? Explain it to Facebook. Live. This is the Tim Tam. Yes, it's a self-massage kind of rolfing. It's, it's quite quite incredible. Machine. So it's what I was talking about. With and Drew that. was skeptical, yeah. but then I rocked you with it. Let's do it again. I've been feeling a little better since we last did it, and, and I've got that CBD balm on there now. There's a lot of these products out there. I've seen one called the Ray Gun, and I I'm not. They're all the same, right? It's just a matter of what the. Power. They're all the same, but. This one's three hundred dollars or three hundred something. Go go something. more more right there. Oh, and uh, the re- the closest one I've seen is like uh, seven eight hundred dollars. Some of them are well over a thousand. Really? Yeah. So you know. Uh, oh man. And this one has more travel than the other ones. Go into the scapular muscles again. No, it, yeah. This is really. Oh, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Woo! You can use this for a cough too. It's oh, a yeah, like yeah, pulmonary yeah. toilet, they call it. I wonder how it would open up the uh, the vag muscles. Okay. Go, go up to the neck, because now the neck's compensate. Oh, Jesus. This, it's it's not for the, like, faint of heart. No, yeah. this would be, like, for an elderly patient, this would not be good. Yeah, I know. And, and, you know, Bianca has, like, these really gentle magic wand type yeah, things. Yeah. It could double as a vibrator. Yeah, yeah. This is not what we're using. This no, is, no. This is like a Sawzall. Yeah. But it has a ball on the end. That's exactly what it is. It is a Sawzall, right? It's literally what it is. Yeah. Yeah. This one has more travel than the other ones I've seen, though, as far as how far back uh, the actual rod goes. Um, But I, you know, I didn't, I I do not receive any kind of financial uh, support for this or have any financial interest in Tim Tam, but I do recommend it. It's called the Tim Tam, and uh, it's battery powered. You don't have to worry about a cord or anything. You have to charge it? Yeah, I charge it. So it recharges, rather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty impressive. It's got to be. It's a, it's just a repurposing of a of a sawzall. Yeah, right. Really well engineered too. It's not a it's not a rinky dink machine. Excellent. But uh, man, if you're if you're a hard training person, that you know CrossFitter, MMA fighter, something like that. Um, I it, it stirs up. It stirs it up for a while, then it feels better later. Jujitsu guys and gals, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like your neck and your joints are always just so wrecked from having people wrench on them. And this thing is just, it's a godsend. It's a godsend. And I use it on my asshole. And, and this was uh, the CBD oil you had me use. Uh, or bomb. Yeah, There's the oils jump. and bombs. What's the difference? Who knows? 
but that's a muscle bomb. I also take the CBD orally from that same company, and uh, I like it. I, I found it to be. Oh, you take it orally? I do. Huh. Interesting. Uh, well, they have a spray. It's a lavender spray. It's dope. Front of your tongue? No, I just sprayed it in my mouth. Crazy. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I spray it in my mouth like man paste. So, do you want to talk about diet for a minute? I do. How is how so, is your diet going? So, yeah, it's been great. I'm doing the. I, I've modified the uh, carnivore thing a bit. Mar- modified how? Get eating specific. eating vegetables, but but Just last veggies night, though. Yeah, no, nothing no, starchy. Well, carrots, that kind of that, yeah, beans. That, that might fall. Oh, beans. That's well, not a beans, fucking vegetable. String beans. String beans, oh, okay, that's uh, and, and some legumes and some peanut, some uh, almonds and some macadamia nuts. Yeah. Okay. And, and and but but I've not really brought the cars back, and I've been afraid to. But I can tell it's sort of plateauing a li- little bit in terms of the benefits I've been getting. So I've been well. That's why because you probably introduced legumes in particular. I mean, it's just not, it's a it's a useless food. Well, the dietitians always go, "How come you don't take legumes?" Yeah, and, and, and right. dietitians also tell you to have right. eighty. Can he have cauliflower? Of course, cauliflower yeah. is one of the best. See, I told you. Yeah, but he yeah. may not like it. No, I well, she wants me to eat these cauliflower pizzas, and I, I'm looking. That's at the, different, Susan. Yeah, that's just, not that's not what no you flour. asked. There's no flour in it. It's just that's cauliflower not true. Crust. I look at those crusts. I'm like, that is no, flour. Not. I looked at the ingredients. I've I've seen many cauliflower crust pizzas, and a lot of them have like some rice starch I'm or rice. I'm gonna call flour. Pizza Boy and ask him. Okay. All right, they they gotta have some something that holds it together, and that's the no. rice starch or the. Mm-mm. All right, well, I, I've oil. made I've made. And, and uh, cauliflower rice and cauliflower flour crust pizza. I've made it at home, like from scratch. And it falls apart. And it falls, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you it, turn, it turns into a cauliflower soup. It turns into a cauliflower pizza soup. Okay. To well, me. I'll call him and make sure. Yeah. So I, I, I taste it. And I was like, oh, I think this has got starch. No, but anyway, but, but it may be time for me to have some starch in there. That would not be a bad way to bring it in, by the way. Yeah. It's just, listen, I'm not, I am not a keto or die guy. I like the idea of people switching to a more high, high fat diet. Um, and and steering away from being completely glycogen dependent. Yeah, I totally am there. I'm yep. not uh, this. You know, you're not Vinny. So many people are like absolutely keto or die. And yeah. and for the lion's share of people out there, if you're just the everyday folk who wants to live a little healthier and and have a, a little more pep in your step, I think a ketogenic diet is fantastic. But far too many people are adopting it that I think shouldn't be people right. that are high level athletes, people yes. that are. Um, People who are, um, you know, athletes in general, I, I think it's it's a real dicey one. Now, endurance athletes have seen a lot of great benefit, but that's pure endurance. Anything that involves any type of explosive movement, yeah. um, you know, you, I, I and I know people are worried about the fats and stuff. I had my cholesterol checked on the hardcore carnivore diet. My triglycerides never been lower. Yeah. I mean, never. My HDL never been higher. That's also in the category my, of things Mike told Drew and he wouldn't listen to. And, and LDL, my LDL was pegged right where it always is. I said dietary cholesterol has absolutely nothing to do with raising its uh, systemic tri- triglycerides. Should sometimes, yeah. but it, but in the absence of uh, shitty carbs, it doesn't seem I, to I, have an effect. I, I, and also, I, not just shitty carbs, but also where your body's distributing adipose yeah. seems to hormonally affect all this. That's my suspicion about this. Uh, when you have the metabolic syndrome, in particular, like I do, but but so now I'm contemplating bringing carbs back in. I can tell it's kind of tight. I had a huge thing of vegetables last night and fish, and I was not hungry this morning, which is not which is unusual in this diet. Usually, yeah. I'm hungry in the morning. You had some wine too. Yeah, I had some wine last night, and I thought, oh, that's maybe maybe that's the. Well, carbs you're introducing the wine. carbs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, the question is, should I? I mean, I can go for the carbs. That's me. I I don't I don't see yeah. that as being the realistic way to do. I, I I like to steer clear of extremes in any. Okay, but so in any so way. bring the bring the carbs in through vegetables. Well, starchy vegetables. Like if you're going to introduce carbs, introduce carbs with starchy vegetables, like yeah. carrots, that kind of thing, and and sweet potatoes. Sweet okay. potatoes is sweet potatoes okay. is a cauliflower is a straight cauliflower is fine. it's a cruciferous. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Not, Somebody said that egg holds the crust together. Oh, maybe that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm going to call Pete's boy. All right, good. Some I'm... of them on the ingredients they put it on the website. All right, some of them say rice flour and some of them yeah. don't. So. All right, well, I'm, I, I'm not I'm not a skeptic. I just I. Uh, Whenever I don't have an eye on exactly the ingredients, I'm always uh, reticent to just go in full bore because it, it is weird. Once you get going with these diets, it's it's a little, you get I get a little phobic of yeah. uh, screwing up how good I feel and stuff. It's very weird, um, but but I do feel like some some cyclical carbohydrates is probably what, the right thing. I just don't know how to do it. I I think that what Mario Di Pasquale was doing years, Dan Duchesne and Mario Di Pasquale were years ahead of the game with cyclical ketogenic diets and you know they have sp- very very controlled very calculated shifts and phases of when you would introduce really high levels of carbohydrates and then back off it again to help your body uh, regulate its own hormones and, and start to use uh, you know as of now you're using this this absence of uh, blood sugar and insulin to your benefit mm-hmm. but injecting yourself with it also has benefit too you mm-hmm. know so, so I should have a pasta meal, or what? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, again, but then you got to do it in a way that's regulated, as far as like with body opus or the anabolic diet. See, I don't think I would have a problem if I had a meal that was high in carbohydrate. I yeah, but then, okay. but then you'd have to wait another seven days to do it again. Oh, that's absolutely. The thing, you know? Oh, maybe two weeks because otherwise I'll, yeah, I'll start. Two, that's yeah. all. That to me, doing it one day a week is chipping. Yeah, I'll start to slide yeah. every two weeks. Okay. But is it is it one weekend of carbs or one meal? Of well, carbs? that's the anabolic diet was five two with yeah. five days. Uh, but I was reading about it. It's just like and and so it's having a cup of oatmeal and some toast was the, was the or, yeah, but or, or having bagels with with yeah. with jelly. But and, that's not uh, you know how much how much that's not a pasta meal. It it gives you pretty detailed. All right, you know the the anabolic diet itself. Now there's a lot of lazy man internet. You know bullet points about the anabolic diet, but if you really want to dive in, you gotta you gotta buy the book and read it. You know, and uh, all right, what, body what, what, opus, body opus is very clear. It's very Lyle McDonald's Ultimate Diet 2.0 and the body opus are the two. If you're really committed and you're saying like I want to take this to the next level, I I'm want not, my. I'm, app- not, I'm not sure I want to take it to the next level. I I, I want I, these are all. I'm I'm generally doing half measures. I'm right. not going all the way to the mat. But doing a half measure, what would that sort of look like without having to measure everything for a week? I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But but um, the guys at MindPop seem to think that they – I thought I was hearing them say that – that was the name of the podcast, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. I think I heard them saying that they were going to go on for a week of carbohydrates. Or, yeah. Right? Isn't that what he was saying? Now, you got to remember those are those are really highly trained athletes. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. these are these are using yeah. pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Uh, oh, those are. those are big, strong boys. Okay, and that and that's another mistake I see a lot of people make. Um, they blindly adopt a, a certain, you know, really extreme diet, or they'll adopt principles espoused by someone who is a high level athlete, whether it be right. a, a basketball player or a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. and 
what works for someone taking growth hormone every day and uh, a, uh, a thousand milligrams of test and deca? I feel like anything would work for me if I did that. <laughs> By the way, a lot of people think that it's not it's not as cut and dry as, as a lot of people. So many internet pussies love to go on. They're like, yeah, if I was on as much steroids as him, I'd look like that. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mark Bell, he takes a lot of steroids. Yeah, it, you, none of you are going to look like Mark Bell. Yeah. It takes fucking years and years of incredibly difficult training and monitoring your diet and regulating. And yeah. it's just like it's just like the same when I hear women talk about like, I don't want to start lifting weights because I don't want to bulk up. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like that's just going to happen. Like you're just going to pick up a weight and all of a sudden your muscles are going to explode out of your body because it doesn't take everyone else on the planet years and years and years of and, dedicated. And, and by the way, those are people. Taking male hormones <laughs> that you don't have. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, everyone shut up. Right. But you know, I I I think for you, for someone like you said, you're not yeah. willing to to measure your food and go all. Uh, if you're going to do half measures, yeah. start introducing carbs in a way that you would have a more regulated lifestyle, so that you would get to the point where you're right. every day eating That's, 100 to 150 in, grams of carbs. Well, every day. No, I'll I'll, I'll lose control. I, I'm more interested in living a healthy lifestyle, as you say. And not optimizing it, but but right. No, what I'm saying is, instead of looking at it, it's like I'll just eat a ketogenic diet, and then once every two weeks I'll have a pasta meal. No, how about every day of your life you have uh, a sweet potato and uh, and a bowl of oatmeal? I, I heard you. Except what I'm telling you is because the way my brain works, I could I could slip. So don't do it. So don't so eat eat steak and veggies for the rest of your life. That's what I'm doing, but I get a feel because the, the so much of it plateaued. I think I was taking too high calorie, and that's been one of the big problems. I talked yeah. to Jay Chan okay. about Thank that. you for saying that. Yeah. Another thing, don't let any inter- – listen to me. Listen to me, everyone, and everyone watching. Don't let any dipshit internet guru, former fat fuck who lost 180 pounds, and because he it's like, look at me, the keto keto diet saved my life. I was 540 pounds, and now I'm uh, you know just moderately mantitted. Don't let anyone convince you that calories don't matter. That yeah. just because you are eating a low carb diet, or just because you're paleo, you could eat till you're full, and it doesn't. No, no matter what. No matter what, overall intake and consumption always matters. When it comes to body weight, body composition, there's a lot of factors. Body weight, if you eat less than you can uh, if you eat less than you burn off, yeah. you will lose weight. If you eat more, you are going to gain weight. And, and the Kate, end. Kate Shanahan was telling me that that a, most of the ketones that your brain needs to use when you switch to ketosis, mm-hmm. ketosis sources, ketotic sources, Really comes from your own adipose tissue, not so much oh, from dietary intake, which was, that that was interesting. So you always have to be kind of delivering a certain amount of fat. At, you may be replacing it, but you have to deliver a certain amount out of your own. Adipose. By the way, most people are not on a ketogenic diet that think they are. Yeah. Most people are not on a ketogenic diet. A traditional ketogenic diet is like eighty-five, ninety percent fat with very low protein, very low protein, high protein intake. Kicks you out of ketosis. Now, that does, that's not to say that being on an extremely low carb diet with high protein doesn't have its benefit. In fact, I think a mo- what they call a moderated, moderated or moderate uh, ketogenic diet, which is higher to mo- moderate amounts of protein added into a low carb diet, mm-hmm. that is actually much more beneficial to the lion's share of people. Mm-hmm. But don't go around saying like, "Oh, I'm keto, bro," when you're having 250 grams of fucking protein every day. 
That's just not how it works. Thank you. I'm having more than that. There's no problem in having yeah. more, but just don't think that you're in ketosis. Yeah. You know, you're not. I felt like I went into ketosis in the first week. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But if you're eating like Dr. Baker, you ain't in ketosis. And you best believe Dr. Baker ain't in ketosis because he has 500 grams of protein every day. Yeah. And a traditional ketogenic, a medical ketogenic diet, we're talking like 25 grams of protein and and, and 10 grams of carbs and 3,000 grams of fat. How do you find 10 grams of carbs? It's like a... Just from the just from the, the negligible amount that's yeah, in in coconut milk yeah. and uh, and steak. Yeah. You know, doesn't, doesn't salt have sugar in it too? No. Not real salt. Maybe bullshit salt. But... Soy sauce does. Well, that's not salt, right? Yeah. Soy sauce. I was just thinking about. Salt. All right. Well, good. So there we are. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up. I always have to have my tidbit of information. Okay. Um, I got. I did the. Uh, newfangled narcissist driven ask me a question thing on Instagram. Oh yeah. And I got so many people that wrote that they love Swole Patrol and they, oh. I see the numbers starting to grow and I see the support I I'm getting a lot of positive feedback and thank you to everyone who listens and to people who are helping make this thing go. It couldn't have started more organically. Drew and I talk about lifting and eating right every moment that we're not <laughs> on the radio. And, and uh, well well, I mostly talk about Drew's dick. We we rarely talk about Drew's dick when we're not on some type of broadcast. Yeah. It's usually on the air. But off the air, we were talking about it all the time, and it just was something that we decided to do. And so thank you to everybody, and hopefully it, it and continues can people, to grow. Is there a contact list people can get on to uh, send it to DrDrew.com slash contact. All right, send the contact uh, there, and we will try to take your questions. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you. Hey everybody, it is the Swole Patrol Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Catherwood and Dr. Drew is at Dr. Drew, of course. Join the email list today. Send your questions, drdrew.com slash contact and put swole at the top of the email so we can get your comments and this will get you a weekly email reminder with a link to this show and all the great shows that Dr. Drew and I do and all the shows that Dr. Drew does by himself and of course with Adam Carolla, the great ace man. Please tell a friend and subscribe on iTunes. Don't forget to rate us five stars. And on Podbean or Google Play, all three help us out. We also are on YouTube slash Dr. Drew and uh, hope you can give us all your comments, even if they're if you're a troll and you want to destroy our feelings and our emotions. Support our sponsors and the show. Click on the banners on drdrew.com for the links to, uh, to products. For special discounts for the products, Dr. Drew and I endorse 100%. Send questions and comments to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Swole Patrol Podcast, or on Twitter at Swole Patrol Pod. Also, browse drdrew.com for the This Life podcast that I co-host on occasion and all the other shows available like uh, Adam and Dr. Drew and the This Life podcast. A lot of great stuff. Um, don't forget to check me out on uh, K-Rock in the mornings on the Kevin and Bean Show. And uh, be good. Be swole. Hashtag Swole Patrol.